Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Marion, I'm jealous. You're in a theatre and you've been there all week. And you know what I'm talking about. We're sorely, sorely missing access to theatres and to auditoriums and to places where live performances take place. How do you feel now that you're in the Cork Arts Theatre? Well, I've been I've been grinning from <laughs> ear to ear every day this week. <laughs> so happy. I've been going home tired. <laughs> I've been falling asleep. I've been waking up with enthusiasm, yeah. wanting to get back in to yeah. Now, I won't deny it's different yeah. in that there's a lot of having to take, you know, temperature when we come in and sign in and yeah. sanitize every so often, etc. But we're getting on with it. Yeah. And as a director, the challenge was to stage a piece conforming to so many metres distance between the actors. And I have to say that it's actually a new way of doing things. It has rejuvenated me, I suppose, in a way. When I think about it, I mean, what you're used to is large cast of community theatre, actors, large numbers of singers. I mean, you've brought stories about Cork life together to the stage. In some cases, nearly half of Cork was on the stage. I mean, we're talking about Sunbeam (laughs) Girls, the Shawleys, Dockers, when we were young, all great stories about Cork, about Cork people, with a lot of Cork people in it. You've had to pare things right down to the absolute necessary minimum to get this story across. Absolutely. I have four actors and a musician, Mm, and the musician does get to play a little character role here and there. But there's just the five of them. But it is still densely populated with characters. So the actors have a huge challenge in that they have to act out different roles. I think one actor is playing about six different roles. (laughs) And that's that's great fun. It's a huge challenge and it's difficult for them, but it can be great fun as well. So there's a huge energy in that as you know yourself. And then all of the music, Jimmy Brocky has composed a new score for it. And I've written my first song. I've written the lyric to <laughs> the first song. So that's all been great fun as well. Now, let's take our poor listeners out of their agony. It's a show about one of Cork's icons, one of the most famous names to come out of the cold case. Catty Barry. That She was a legend in her own time. The woman whose story is going to be celebrated, the character, the spirit of that woman from the 14th of October. Now, I've, I've lived with her in my head for a long time, yeah. but it was just during the pandemic or before the pandemic, you know, the lockdown came 
that I had a, a script that was sort of ready to be cast, etc. Yeah. And then we were disappointed and said, no, we won't be going ahead. Yeah. And uh, I parked it and I left it alone. But that's the actual play that's going on now. It's Cathy Barry with a little bit of music. You'd have to have a bit of music. <laughs> there has to be a sing-song along the way. Like. <laughs> well, there, there's at least one. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Brockie's looking after the musical score, but you've literally written this and put it together yourself. I have. Yeah. I have. I started to write this back around the time that I did The Sunbeam Girls. Mm. But then I left it alone and I went away after I got distracted and I was doing other things. <laughs> and I also found it difficult to get like first-hand information. A, a lot of my research was coming from other articles that had been written about her, you know, and anecdotes, etc., etc. But I, I was looking for a bit more meat. And very luckily, when I did Shawley's, of course, I was engaging with Breda Deneen Scandal and her group, the Cold K Shawley's. Yes. And they're walking historians, like, but they were children around, you know, the latter years of Cathy's life. So mm-hmm. that was great. And, and then they set about putting a new headstone down for Cathy Barry out in St. Joseph's Cemetery. Brilliant. And I was invited to come along to that ceremony. And I was very proud to, to go. I had met Cathy's grandniece, Siobhan Gordon, mm-hmm. and we struck up a friendship. And when I told her what my plan was and what I'd like to do, they then opened up. And that was goals then, because now I had it from the family memories. And also, I sent them early drafts of the script and they they liked it or they questioned something, etc., yeah. etc. Et but I did have to fictionalise quite a bit of it. Yeah. And because she's a legend, she, she's already fictional, if you know what I mean. She's larger than life. <laughs> But the, the truth that I've managed to glean about her really touched me as a Cork woman, as a, a person who lives in this city. And that's then where the pandemic made me feel, well, God, like, are we going to lie down and take this or will we continue trying to do something? So I just thought, keep going, keep chiseling away at it, see what happens. If you can put it on, we put it on. If not, we find another medium for, to tell the story. And here we are now. I must admit, the first time I ever saw or even heard of Cathy Barry is a famous picture that's on the wall of Dennehy's Bar. There's an article underneath it on the Cole Quay uh, celebrating her life. And I just, I can never forget the pair of eyes just looking at me every time I came in there to go for a pint. Absolutely. (laughs) And everyone speaks about her eyes and they speak about her grace and her poise and how well she spoke and also how she could cut you down to size. <laughs> so so she seems to epitomise a lot of the cork, you know, the deep kind of, I don't know, the, the inner spirit of our people, of our cork people. Yeah. She see now as well, I'm not sure, I never met her, but I've imagined her because, again, of, of the anecdotes, that she was terribly kind to everyone and would cut you down to size if you were belittling anyone that you thought was beneath you. I I, I think that that's fantastic about her. She was extremely well educated and she was well read. Very clever, of course. She got away with things that others mightn't get away with. But she was very good to children and didn't exploit them. If they were doing little odd jobs around the place for her, she looked after them with a couple of bob. Do you know? And it's lovely to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a nice warmth about her. What time frame are we looking at? Well, she was born in 1909, mm. God rest her soul. She died in 1982. Mm. They pulled down 
how she been in 1967. And I suppose, in a way, the demise really kind of happened from then onwards. Then she became sad and lonely and her life wasn't really very pleasant. So I don't shy away from that in the script, but she was very lucky to have neighbours that were terribly good and kind to her and helped her a lot in those latter years. And again, that's something I think that embodies the spirit of our, our own people in the city. Where was her Shebeen? Her Shebeen was in Dalton's Avenue, right behind Dennehy's Bar, number one, Dalton's Avenue. And then she, she was relocated to corporation buildings. And I've been really lucky that a lot of her neighbours, they're still alive and they've spoken with me. And also people who had businesses in and around Carmarcus Street, the Cold Cay, they've sought me out and they've shared their memories and anecdotes as well. There's, there's a great sense of community in that area. I mean, you can still see it. it. It's one of those areas that just refuses to die out or no matter whatever planners come up with to try and improve or change or move with the times. That's an area yes. that just stays with its own identity. Is it her ghost that has done this? I, I think it's a, lot of the, it's a lot of the women and the families at that time. They had to make do with very little. Now, she was lucky in that she grew up in a, in a secure home and it was very pleasant. You know, yeah. they, had a, they had a lot, whereas others wouldn't have had. But she learned very early from her own family that you shared and you looked after those around you. Yeah. And and I think I think wherever you find poverty, people look after people. Yeah. I, I grew up in a working class area and if my mother was sick, neighbours looked out for us. I've also known of neighbours to look out for families where maybe parents had died and they were left to, you know, fend for themselves. But they weren't fending for themselves because the people in the community were actually helping and in a very practical way, yeah. even if it was like, come in here and I, I, I'll scrub your neck for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tie up your hair for you. Or get down there, you should be down at mass. But do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And and on, on one of our, our location photo shoots, you know, just to get a bit of bulk going, mm-hmm. some people in the houses, one lady in particular in corporation buildings, invited me in and the people who were with me for a cup of tea. Now, not many people do that nowadays. A, they'd be afraid and there'd be fear, but they wanted to show and extend that same welcome. And that's the way I begin the play, that her spirit inside here in the Cork Arts Theatre says, well, you're welcome. Come in now. And before you go home, I'll have told you a story. (laughs) And And that's it. Because she went into Denny's three times a day, I believe, uh, in her later years. And she shared her story with people who asked. She was also known to sit there and not talk at all. If I did that during the pandemic, I was delighted not to have to talk to people. (laughs) You know, there was a a part of that where you were going, oh, this is lovely. We can, everyone is being quiet. Everybody is taking stock. Everybody is reflecting. So I have Cathy Barry reflecting on her life. It's like a historical sort of document then. That's what I like to think that the play is. We're telling the story now of the people that went before us, the people who lived in an area. I mean, they put they put up a, a block of flats and they put up a car park and they were they were needed, etc., etc. But she very wisely says, "You're pulling this down. What will be the next thing to go?" And you know, I, there's an element of that I think going on in the city yep. amongst people saying, "Like we're moving forward, but we're forgetting." leaving behind things that maybe we should be holding on to. 
But the spirit, as you said to me there a couple of minutes ago, the spirit of Cathy Barry is still haunting and will always be there. The photos I've taken is a woman just wearing a shawl. I think it's one of the strongest images you can see. It haunts me. It frightens some people. Some people say they were scared of her because she looked like a witch <laughs> with that shawl. Do you know, at night, what I suppose, a force to be reckoned with, you know, rounding a corner. And if you were standing just staring at someone, she caught you nearly, she'd nearly turn around and go the other way. But then she'd extend her arms to someone who needed a bowl of stew, a cool bean, whatever, a heat by the fire, you know. And hence she earns the title, and it's the title of the play, The Queen of the Cold Cay. And to this day, I think the city should listen to The Queen of the Cold Cay and learn a lesson or two. In this, your cautionary tale, Catty Barry, The Queen of the Cold Cay, running in the Cork Arts Theatre from the 14th of October up, to, up till the 24th. I understand some of the nights of the first week have already sold out, but there are still seats available. As far as I know, the first week is gone completely, Connor. And the early section of the second week, there are some seats available, but then the latter end of the second week, they'll be gone. I know they will because the restrictions in the numbers for COVID. There you go. We have to keep people safe. And people should be aware, though, that we can only have 28 on a night and we never be breaking that rule so that everybody feels safe. Yeah, pick up the phone or walk in and get those tickets. I'd love them to hear the story. My thanks to you, Marion, and also to Jimmy Bronchi for working on the music and also to Rachel O'Connell, Angela Newman, Pierce O'Donoghue, Judy Donovan and Jimmy, of course, again, all on the stage telling the story of the true queen of the Colquay, Katy Berry. Marion Wyatt, thank you very much. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.